Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Welcome to the NDIS Property Australia podcast. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Today, we are going to be exploring the stats and data behind the research involved with the NDIS in terms of the SDA sector. This is a very complex and very complicated field of information. And we will do our best to cover some of the important facts relevant towards helping you, our investors, decipher the relevant information to help you on your property journey. Today's podcast is all about looking at the facts and the figures and the forecasts with regards to the coming years ahead. And hopefully the information that we present to you today isn't going to be too overwhelming. This podcast today is broken up into two different parts. The first part will be this podcast, and it will cover roughly 15 to 17 minutes worth of data. Uh, We will split this podcast into two sections so that if you uh, want to continue to listen to the next podcast, we'll have more information to break down the rough figures uh, continuing on from the information presented today. We have been very focused on helping our clients understand that investing in the NDIS SDA property market isn't all about high cash flows and high yield high yield returns. It's important to understand that there is a massive need in the community for disabled participants who have nowhere to go and are currently living in nursing homes, hospitals, um, group homes, and their own families that are not fit for purpose. And the importance of the data today that we present is all about helping you understand that if you understand the data in front of you and the forecast that will occur, then that will help assist you with your decisions on what to invest in, where to invest in, and how to invest in it. As the time goes on, as you listen to more podcasts in our podcast library, you'll understand the different concepts and different information that we present to you, our investors, to make better decisions. The market is all about providing dwellings in the SDA property market for all categories of participants. Improvability is very important because it is covering 70% of the marketplace and so to our robust participants and fully accessible participants. A lot of the data we talk about in the future podcast as well 
will cover the HPS, high physical support data, because that seems to be the focus of a lot of the sophisticated investors, the fund manager institutions, and a lot of the investors currently going into the marketplace for SDA. So just because we cover a lot of the HPS information today's podcast, or the next few ones down the track, doesn't necessarily mean we as a business, NDES Property Australia, are all about promoting only HPS products to our investors. We do promote the diversification mentality and concept for our investors to diversify their portfolios, reduce their risk, and consider other alternatives in the SDA pool of products. In saying so, let's move on to the next topic, well, the first topic being HPS. We've been working with many investors across Australia uh, with HPS, high physical support, and we've noticed a certain trend, which is pretty clear to uh, our industry, that a lot of the investors are seeking the higher yield, higher cash flow properties, this being the accessible homes, wheelchair homes, for high physical support. Unfortunately, the, the market in the NDR sector, of which there are 500,000 people, in the, in the NDS as participants, and of which there are estimated forecasts to be 6% of these participants being SDA high needs. That would equate to 30,000 in the long term, minimum. Currently, there are 17,000 participants who are already SDA funded, either living in legacy homes, groups homes, or SDA properties, dwellings. And these dwellings are either apartments, houses, villas, duplexes, and whatnot. So at the moment, of the demographic of 17,000 participants who are already fully funded for SDA, of which there should be at least approximately 30,000 people all up, 70% are in the improved livability demographic. 10% would be the robust category. And the remaining 20% are the fully accessible and high physical support category. At the moment, majority of our investors, or majority of all the investors in the market, are chasing up the high physical support. And we do encourage all investors who talk to us to consider the other options. Not always chasing HPS, but rather the improved ability, the robust, the fully accessible designs, they are the most desired designed homes as per the requests of civil providers and housing providers. Because they are aware of the demand in the marketplace, in the in the in the sector for the NDIS for these homes. Speaking of the dwellings and homes in the marketplace, as of August 2021. The, the breakdown of the three most um, concentrated uh, states being Queensland, Victoria, and New South Wales are as follows. Uh, the estimated number of estate places and dwellings will be for Queensland, 462 dwellings with 681 places, and that's a ratio of 1.47 participants per dwelling. With Victoria, there would be estimated places of four hundred and six dwellings. Sorry, four hundred and sixteen dwellings, uh, which covers for five hundred fifty-nine places or participants, and that's a ratio of one point three four. In New South Wales, the total dwellings 
SDA dwellings would be 408, uh, with a placement of 585 participants, with a ratio of 1.43. So that's uh, a rough indication of uh, the number, the average number of participants per dwelling. And as we can appreciate, the, the different dwelling types being um, single occupant apartments with only one participant only, with a three-bedroom home, whether it's, you know, whichever category it is, would be one carer plus two participants, with a four-bedroom home being carer plus three participants. Um, for a duplex, you'd have two different sides, two by two sides, sorry, on each side, with one carer plus one participant, and one care and one participant on the other side. So that's one and one. Uh, and it could be with duplexes, um, care plus two on one side and care plus two. So as an overall average, I think one of our research reports shows that there were 1.8 to 1.9 participants per dwelling. And moving on from that, let's discuss the stats and trends in the SDA market. We, um, there was a recent uh, urban developer um, summit online with all the professionals in the NDS market who are associated with the SDA sector. Um, the, the, there was a speaker talking about how the average vacancy rate across the entire SDA market in Australia was about 2.3% vacancy. We often get um, inquiries from customers asking what is the vacancy rate and it's at the moment, it seems to be two percent. It's hard to give real statistics, uh, live statistics, because the market is still in its infancy. Um, the market of SDA and DRS only began three years ago across Australia, and really one year ago in, in Western Australia. And um, all the products or all the dwellings coming out of the market, from being apartments or houses or whatnot, they are they are only really six to nine months uh, completed now. So the statistics of turnover, of vacancy, resales is often hard to um, to calculate because the market is still too new. The um, so with with the SDA being still in its infancy, it's there is no real long term trend. Um, we definitely see long term a, a definite flight to quality property from a participant's perspective. Um, all the dwellings that have been built to the minimum standard thus far. Uh, they will probably have a, a higher vacancy rate in the longer term as participants become aware that they have choice and control of 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 who looks after them and where they live. And obviously, as, as more product and more properties come out in the SDA market, which are future-proofed uh, to be better quality, then you'll see more participants gravitate towards those, those properties for rent in the SDA market than living in a standard average minimum SDA compliant house or unit. Um, the, the, the rollout of product for the last two or three years has been pretty much 60% of all new stock is HPS. Um, and we, and that is a trend which will definitely see the marketplace become more mature and saturated in the coming years. Um, a lot of the investors both corporate fund managers, sophisticated investors, and mum and dad investors have really focused towards that higher yield, higher cash flow um, investment of SDA being the high physical support. Um, our only advice to investors uh, long term is consider uh, uh, 
don't assume a maximum return of three HPSs. That is a common theme that a lot of people who are going to the marketplace assume that you have a variety of different mix of tenants being improved ability plus FA, fully accessible, and HPS. Um, the base of the forecast, I mean, at the moment, we just in, in January 2022, we've just, just early January, sorry, just passed, we've reached the um, the milestone of 500,000 participants in the NDIS. Now, those participants of, of 500,000 are based off SIL and SDA participants. So remember, in our earlier podcast, we, we mentioned that um, 6% of the entire NDIS market is high needs, SDA participants. And the rest, 94%, will be SIL participants. So we are already at 500,000 uh, in 2022, January, and it is expected to see the number rise to about 870,000 uh, by the year 2030. So with that in mind, um, 870,000, that's 6%, SDA concentration rate average. We're looking at probably around about 50,000 participants in the SDA market out of the 870,000 by 2030. Um, so that would require 50,000 places with an average of 1.9 or 2.0 participants per dwelling. We would require 25 to 30,000 SDA dwellings in Australia to be produced uh, in total in the coming eight years. So here we are at uh, 2022 with a, I think, a total of, uh, in 2020, the statistics were just under 1,800 new SDA dwellings supplied to the market. Um, so there's a, and that's, I think the total number is, um, the total number of um, SDA dwellings as of June 2021 is approximately 6,200 dwellings, right? So of the 6,200 dwellings, uh, 1,766, 1,800 I mentioned just then, are the new product to supply to the marketplace. So from the 25,000, 30,000 dwellings that are required for the SDA market in the next eight years, by 2030, we are only at 6,000 dwellings so far, right? And of those 6,200 dwellings, um, they're not necessarily the latest SDA produced product. There's still a lot of legacy and group homes in there. Um, and a lot of participants are still in the hospitals and nursing homes, as well as living at home with mum and dads as well. Speaking of legacy products, um, it was mentioned in the um, recent webinar that the legacy products, uh, being the older home, older style homes um, prior to the NDIS, are being defunded. And participants' choices are now growing, and there will there is definitely more movement of participants nowadays over into the SDA sector from the legacy and still housing. A lot of the um, improved livability participants are sitting in still housing um, and they are just waiting for, either they're not aware of SDA, being themselves or their families, uh, but also more to the point now, there's no product out there because as we know in the, the housing boom in the last two years in Australia, there is just no land out there in Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane. There's minimal land access and as a result, the pipeline of product being built is taking long to produce because it takes a year to a year and a half to produce a house and land uh, product for NDIS, SDA. So legacy homes uh, have participants, participants who are still 
undecided with regards to their future, where they're going to live, and that's about 77% and of the people. And they're probably three to five more years away from actually deciding to cross markets from group homes and legacy homes into the proper SDA homes. Um, the investor market is becoming more sophisticated. Uh, there's about 17,000 participants who are pre-NDIS who are living in not not um they're not living in they're living in homes that are not fit for purpose so a key key phrase that you'll often hear in the sda index commentary online or in other podcasts is other words fit for purpose and choice and control so if you're living in an older older style home which well first of all if you're living in a nursing home that's not fit for purpose uh in a hospital not fit for purpose you're living in at home with your if a participant is living at home with their mum and dad, that environment there is not fit for purpose, right? Particularly if the the parents are aware, the parents are aware that they they're not going to be around forever, and they, they, they there needs to be a backup plan for their children or child to live in an environment whereby they are being looked after appropriately uh, in a disability home or environment. And with the government funding in place, with SIL funding and SDA funding, uh, this program, one of us, one of the world's first, this NDS program, allows for people with disabilities to have that that choice and control of how they live and who they live with, right? So the choice to choose their own pro- care provider, the choice to choose, well, in a way, their own housing provider if the product is there, um, but how they live their life to have more independence. And... You will come across as a as a investor. I assume that you will come across more commentary online about the words SDA, MTA, uh, STA as well, short term combination, uh, which is different from specialist disability combination. Okay. I know that the um, this podcast today is all about statistics, and I want to keep on going through it all because it is a bit a bit to absorb. But um, right now, there's between fifteen thousand and seventeen thousand SDA funded participants. Uh, and there's basically right now, uh, based on the 30,000 target or goal, there's a 12,000 shortfall of dwellings. Um, but yeah, but in the next, easily the next um, uh, three years from now, being 2025, we should have 50,000 participants who are SDA, um, should be SDA qualified or, or, or earmarked. So the market is still in its infancy. There's a lot of maturity to go in the marketplace for the SDA market. More and more investors are coming to the marketplace to to seek those investment returns, and I'm sure that you know uh, we all want to have as investors to have a social impact on the community, and it's our job as consultants in uh, in this marketplace to work with peers, uh, our peers being other other advisors, other builders, other developers, and and to you as listeners, the investors, to bring more awareness and bring more clarity towards the statistics behind um, the trend or the lack of trend in this marketplace. Um, there are, you know, we won't talk too much today, but there are certainly issues like valuation problems with funding, with finance, with lenders that need to be overcome. Um, and then also the challenge of working with um, building the right design product in the right area at the right time as well. Uh the the 
institutional investors who've been in the marketplace for the last one or two years, they all have a exit strategy as well. And their goal is to produce most more, you know, the um, the uh, HPS apartments and HPS houses in, in a line of 10 or so, um, hold it for 10 years or so, 10 or 12 years and exit from there. So everyone has a, a ha, everyone has an exit strategy as well. And we advise all, all clients, all investors to also consider what their options are because you, know, you can't always assume the ma- the most rent coming back and the most in in the most timely scenario um, because maximum return and lo- minimum vacancy is 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 ideal but it it may not happen the way you expect it to be. Um, look, I wanna I wanna end it here and um, not go too further on the uh, on the statistics and demand here, but there's certainly a lot more information which we want to talk about in the coming podcasts and uh, I want to welcome more of our our team in our in our business here of NDS Property Australia to talk to to clients if they want to um, ask questions we're here to help um, everyone who wants to be part of the um, the social impact of NDIS and, and SDA and we encourage you to talk to us and, and call us our office our number is 1300 254397 and it's NDIS Property Australia. Happy to talk to you more about um, more information in the coming um, few podcasts. But for now, uh, I'll definitely sign off on this uh, this uh, overwhelming um, session of statistics on supply and demand. And we'll cover more of this in the coming, coming podcast as well. Signing off. Thank you very much and have a lovely day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.